amazing stories from across the fruited plains, rolling mountains, rivers, and lakes of Tennessee. Brandon Lewis here. Excited to be with you. I hope you've got big weekend plans. I hope last weekend uh, you got a little extended uh, Memorial Day weekend where we got to honor and remember all of those who have served our country so valiantly and especially the ones who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we may maintain our freedom. Freedom is something that is uh, purchased with the blood of patriots and the work of activists and it is maintained uh, that way still. And speaking of freedom, before we get into these big seven stories, I would like to personally invite you to the Tennessee Freedom Summit. This is our second annual event. We've got a great group of speakers. In fact, if I have your mailing address, which I may have, uh, you should be getting an invitation in the mail that looks something similar to this. You see that puppy right there? Uh, we've got great speakers. Now, what is this thing going to be about, briefly? If you go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com, uh, Jason, if you'd go ahead and put that event link in there, that would be awesome. Um, what you're going to discover is what's really happening in Nashville, what's really happening in the counties all around Tennessee. Uh, information that you will not hear from the national talking heads, information that is only really held by those that are in the trenches working to make Tennessee free. And Kevin says, praise God for conservative activists like you. Well, thank you, Kevin. Kevin's one of our big supporters. We could not do it without his help, and we've got hundreds and thousands of others uh, that assist. So who do we have here? We've got Dennis Powers. He's going to talk to us about illegal immigration and social media censorship and how we can get legislation hopefully through next uh, session. We've got a lot of uh, people fighting us, the, the left-leaning corporations that, that fund the Chamber of Commerce and the NFIB always try to stop this type of stuff, but hopefully we will have enough conservative voices up there to get it through. Uh, we've got Janice Bowling, who's going to be talking about uh, nullification, how we can really assert our state's rights. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Robin Steenman, who is really the, the founder of the Moms for Liberty movement here in Tennessee, how we can uh, take back our schools and uh, get involved and, and be effective in local government. We've got Alex Abernathy, who's going to discuss uh, you know, kind of the Tennessee um, uh, media situation that we have here. We've got Lori Cordoza-Moore, who's going to talk about protecting our children. We're going to have, um, we're going to have Ann Roth to talk about how Christians can engage in their communities and in their culture and uh, politically. And we're also going to have Tori Venable of Americans for Prosperity and Gary Humble are going to be on our uh, Brain Trust panel to talk about issues relevant to Tennessee. And I may have left some people out, but you get the deal. Now listen, we have limited seating. And I've, I've done many events in my career where I have limited seating, and people always cry to me, can you fit me in, can you put me somewhere, and I have to say no. Because once the tickets are sold, they're sold, with the, the room is only so big, we can only put so many seats in there before the fire marshal gets on to us. So, if you want to get your tickets, get them now before they're, before they're gone. And hey, if you don't want to come, get a ticket, give it to a friend, send them there. Uh, it's going to be in beautiful Nashville. We're going to start off at the Bold Patriot Brewing for an evening of fellowship where we're not pressed for time. So we can just hang out and talk. And then we're going to move on to the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Nashville. It will be a good time. Jason has posted uh, the links in the comment sections. If you'd like to get your tickets, go on and do it. Here we go. 
Tennessee state reps blast Biden for cutting food funding for schools that don't abide by gay mandates. I'm just going to use the word gay or, or queer because LGBTQ plus is just too much to say. The USDA, under the leadership of Biden-Harris administration, announced that they will begin reinterpreting existing U.S. code in order to force schools to allow biological males into females' restrooms, changing areas, and so forth. The USDA states that if schools don't abide by the order, federal funds for food for children will be cut off. What type of day and time are we living in where the President of the United States and our government has become so corrupt and far from God that they want to put girls in a dangerous situation in order to... Thank you. Jason told me to switch slides. Looky there. <laughs> we'll put girls, little girls, in dangerous situations where they could be assaulted or other things could happen that are traumatic to them. And if, and if we don't abide by that, then the federal government will withhold funding. I'm sorry. I think there are a lot of Democrats who probably take issue with this. I mean, this is beyond the pale. I mean, they're just, at this point, they don't even hide it anymore. Representative John Reagan said, It's absolutely disgusting that a sitting American president would stoop to literally taking food out of the mouths of children. Why? To try to extort schools into letting boys use girls' showers. Mr. Biden, have you no decency? Not surprisingly, this is the typical sleazy Democrat politics at its absolute worst. Threaten little kids on the free lunch program to get votes from the trans whatevers and their radically misguided supporters. Mr. Biden, have you no shame? He goes on to say, Well, in Tennessee, we do not put up with such tawdry shenanigans. We already have laws in the books prohibiting the obscene practices you are demanding. Moreover, we will enforce them, and if it is necessary, take you all the way to Supreme Court and beat your creepy shakedown scheme. Representative Justin Lafferty said it is a shame that the current administration is so out of touch with common sense and common decency. Sadly, it is just the latest example of paternalistic federal government that feels the need to threaten and punish its rebellious children. As long as we continue to rely on Caesar's money, we will remain under the threats and whims of Caesar. Well, I'll tell you what. You want to talk about being on the federal tit? So much of our medical freedoms that went out the door for our federal workers... Um, and for our healthcare workers is all because Governor Lee loves corporate money more than he loves Tennessee citizens and their rights underneath the Constitution. And we got a lot of them that are connected to the corporate PAC money and the government federal money up in Nashville, state reps and state senators that will not fix a lot of these issues. Money is a corrupting influence, and we've got a lot of corruption going on up in Nashville. Next slide. Looky there, Jason. I can learn things. Tennessee's Truth in Sentencing Law goes into effect on July 1st, a new law that will require some of Tennessee's most violent offenders to serve 100% of their prison sentences will go into effect on July 1st, 2022. Criminals found guilty of violent crimes such as murder, vehicular homicide, and carjackings will be required to serve their full sentence under a new law without the potential for early release or parole. For individuals convicted of less serious offenses such as aggravated assault, at least 85% of their sentences must be served. House Speaker... Uh, Cameron Sexton and Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally pushed the bill to passage this year amid opposition from Governor Lee's administration. You know it's bad. <laughs> it's like, who can be the bigger rhino when you've got Randy McNally fighting Governor Lee? 
That's when you know. That's when you know it's serious. The legislation was sent to Governor Lee for a signature on March 25th. However, he refused to sign the legislation, and it was returned to the legislature on May 5th. The Lee administration did not agree with the crime, but the uh, bill rather, but the governor has yet to veto any legislation he doesn't agree with. He instead allows it to become law without his signature. I don't see what the point of that is. Sexton said, either we value life or we don't. This legislation is about the most violent crimes committed in our state. It is hard to stand with the victims and law enforcement by going easy on criminals unless you're Billy. Next story. Whoop. Ne next slide. Tennessee Congresswoman says FDA knew of formula shortage possibility in November. Imagine the federal or state government knowing about an emergency coming down the pike that is so patently obvious to anyone who has more than two functioning neurons, would then let said train wreck occur. Happens all the time. We've had two years of it, and now we're living through all of the damage. I'll tell you what. I coach small businesses for a living, and when they started all the lockdowns, when they started interfering with people's lives, when they did all of this stuff that we now know did absolutely nothing, I kept saying over and over again, the economy is not a wind-up toy. It's not a wind-up toy. Businesses are not wind-up toys. And the larger the business is, the harder it is to get that thing back in motion now. You shut down a factory, mothball something. I was on the phone with one of the biggest coding manufacturers um, a, a, a higher up in that organization here just a, about a month ago. And what they have to do to get plants back ready to produce things, what they have to do to get the raw material bottlenecks I mean, it's, it's weeks and months of setup and rehire and retool and calibration, and that crap doesn't happen overnight. All of this stuff that we are presently living through, because we had this massive psychotic event in our nation, we're paying the price for it now. And instead of trying to fix things, they keep doubling down by just printing money and printing money and putting us in an energy crisis. It is phenomenally absurd that this type of leadership is the best we have. And, you know, I think it's just fundamental evil has gotten into our nation. I believe it is spiritual in nature because it can't have anything to do with logic because the logical uh, solutions to all these problems are so readily apparent, but we do not go down those roads for whatever reason. Back to the story. Enough rambling. U.S. Representative Diane Harshberger has stated the Food and Drug Administration knew about the potential for shortage of baby formula as far back as November of 2021. Almost half of the nation's baby formula is out of stock because one facility, Abbott, makes 40% of the nation's supply. Harshberger said, It is a travesty when you don't plan ahead and you have one company that makes 40% of anything. The FDA knew it back in November. Why didn't they have a strategic backup plan to get formula from Europe? Our government is very reactive. They are never proactive in anything, and that's what I hate. Tennessee is one of the states that sold out of more than half of the regular uh, supply of baby formula by the week of April 24th. However, Harshbarger stated that the White House has made a deal with Abbott to reopen closed plants within the next few weeks. Although the reopening will help, it will likely be six to eight weeks before any formula from that plant hits the shelves. Of course, the economy is not a wind-up toy. Meanwhile, the formula shortage has left at least two children hospitalized due to the special formula the infants required not being available in stores. Very sad, very predictable. All right, guys, listen here. We can't run this thing on conservative wishes. 
Right now, I think we only have about 35 to 4% of subscribers that give. We need your help. One of the biggest reasons that we do not have conservative media outlets in Tennessee, you look around and say, wow, why don't we have more conservative media outlets? Well, if you're one of the people that doesn't give any money, you're one of the reasons we don't have <laughs> conservative media outlets. Conservatives have to quit giving conservatively while liberals give liberally. We've got to invest our time, our money, and our efforts. Buddy, I'm leading the way on this, and I expect you to follow suit. I expect you to uh, follow my example and to put your hard-earned money and, and time into things that you care about. Many of you do, and if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. Mr. Powers made his comment uh, down here, and he just said, uh, have to create the crisis so you can live by liberal ultimatums. Never let a crisis go to waste. He is absolutely right. We need more Kevin Powers, and we, we, could, we could cover the whole state if I had about another 100 Kevin Powers, and maybe you are one of them out there. If you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support, we will send you a Don't California, my Tennessee bumper sticker, and a proud Tennessean bumper sticker if you give any amount, any amount. Um, and we'll also send you this directory of your elected officials. We're heading into primary season. Hopefully some of these names will change, especially the Rhinos. The Rhino Report should be out next week. I'm going to make a phone call to the graphic designer today to see where they is on the project. Now, if you give $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And if you are experiencing a baby formula shortage, if you put just about one ounce in here, and if you take a prayer hanky and you pray over it, 24 hours later, it will be full to the brim with the best baby uh, formula that you've ever had. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration who saw the crisis coming and did nothing about it. Do get this tumbler. We need your money. We need your help. Thank you for those of you who do it. we got to keep the lights on around here. It is expensive to run this publication, and we got to get it to break even. That's why we don't have more conservative media outlets. You ask the question, why do we only have one conservative media outlet in the entire state that's 100% focused on Tennessee? Because conservatives don't engage financially like liberals do. The liberals and the corporations spend $450,000 per member up in Nashville just lobbying. That doesn't even count the money they put in, in the PAC welfare accounts. What are conservatives giving? It's a, it's a paltry comparison. If we had just, just a fraction of that, uh, we could do great things, and I could reach more people, and I need your help to do it. Next story. Enough begging. Lee signs Tennessee campaign finance reform bill into law with reporting requirements for nonprofits. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed campaign finance reform bill on Friday that adds reporting requirements for political action committees, political candidates, and some nonprofits, except if you send out campaign mailers at taxpayer expense. There's, there's no reporting for that whatsoever. Senate Bill 1005 went to conference committee before being approved by the legislature on April 28th before being signed by both the Speaker and Lee on May 28th. The bill would require nonprofits and 501c Evers designations to report expenses of more than 5000 spent on communications with the image or the name of candidates. Should you just show the image or the name? If you just show the name, you got to report. Now, if you take taxpayer money and show the candidate's name to help them get reelected at your expense, no reporting required. The bill provides exceptions to the rule for nonprofits, including for communication to members, lobbying during a special session, uh, communications to groups such as Facebook followers who have opted in to receive communication. This is just an incumbent protection bill, and everybody who had their hands on it and voted for it, they just want to hold on to their power, and they're, they're doing things that are against free speech, and it is uh, troubling and aggravating, but it's predictable. You know, I, I, I scroll around on social media. And we're right now in the middle of an election season. 
And what you almost exclusively see on the feeds of all these rhinos that are running for office are pictures of them standing beside people that lead special interest organizations, like the Chamber of Commerce. And they're one of the biggest negative influences in our state. Not these local state, uh, local Chamber of Commerce. There's some great ones, especially in rural America. But I'm telling you, these metropolitan chambers of commerce and these um, in, in the state Chamber of Commerce, they do more harm than good in our state for personal freedom, individ individual uh, freedom, censorship, illegal immigration, medical freedom, you name it. And that's the truth. That is the truth. They have bought and paid for so many representatives up in Nashville. It is shameful the things that, that we can and can't do up there because of money. And it's, it's the, root, the root of it. Next story. Nashville Metro asked Supreme Court for another look at school voucher decision. Rather than accepting the Tennessee Supreme Court's recent decision to allow the state's pilot education saving program to move forward, Metro Nashville is asking the court to rethink its decision. Nashville Mayor John Cooper said that the action was based on two reasons, stating that he believes the court incorrectly ruled that Metro Nashville public schools are not part of Metro Nashville government. He also said that Nashville's government believes the ESA program was unconstitutional because it applies to just two of 95 counties in the state, David and Shelby counties. Here is a government that is almost bankrupt, that spins itself into oblivion, that treated its citizens and business owners more poorly than any other county in the state during all the mess. They're failing the kids by thousands and thousands of quote-unquote graduates who are functionally illiterate and not ready to go into the job market. And all they're worried about is the status quo. They should be moving heaven and earth to get these government job factories to deliver just a little bit of excellence. But no, no interest in that. In support of the Supreme Court's decision, Beacon Center President CEO Justin Owen said, MNPS, which is Nashville Public Schools, and Shelby County Schools have consistently failed to provide every child with the education they deserve. They've had their chance. Now it's time to put parents in the driver's seat. The Tennessee Attorney General... Uh, um, Herbert Slatery, who says, I think he's not going to uh, serve another term, says the education savings account program has always been about helping Tennessee students, giving eligible families a choice in education and opportunity. They currently do not have it challenged the status quo, a move that has always met with resistance. And case, the case is set to return to trial court uh, for a ruling on its legality outside of the Home Rule Amendment. And I'm telling you what, we got 95 counties. There are kids failing in every county. There are kids that are behind in every county. There are kids stuck in terrible situations in every county. Why in the world we can't help more than just two counties? I'll tell you why. Like here in my county, we had rhinos take taxpayer money to hire lobbyists and the school board to go up to Nashville and to kick, to kick our county out of it. Todd Gardenhire had a hand in that. Mayor Jim Coppinger had a hand in that. All this mess keeping our kids down because they want to make sure the government job factory keeps getting pumped, pumped money into it. I'm telling you, it is far more about the money than about the kids. Lee signs budget appropriation bill that includes $500 million for new Tennessee Titans Stadium. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed an appropriation bill that includes $500 million toward a Tennessee Titans Stadium on Wednesday. Same football game, same location, same 
developments still happening in the area. No relief or support for small businesses. So many things got put behind the budget this year that should have happened, like social media censorship uh, legislation so that we can have freedom of speech online and that our presidential candidate might actually be able to use the town hall of the 21st century. No, 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 no. That would have cost $100,000. We ain't got it. It's because we got rhinos and all these committees and they kill legislation. And now that the, uh, that the, the Facebook lobbyists have gotten their way into Nashville, they're going to start doling out money. And as soon as they start doling out money, <clears throat> you can count on rhinos to abandon their principles. Well, not their principles, to abandon a little bit of principles that they had to say in order to get elected. The estimated $2.2 billion stadium is expected to open for the 2026 Titan CDM. The Titans' ownership is expected to put $700 million toward the project, including an approximately $200 million loan from the National Football League, while remaining uh, the remaining $1 billion is expected to be paid for from taxes heading into account with, Metro, with the Metro uh, Sports Authority in Nashville. This bill is part of a $52.8 billion budget for the state, $500 million in bonds for the Dome. That's about a 20% increase in the budget. Tennesseans are still struggling. Inflation's going through the roof. What's Governor Lee want to do? Spend more taxpayer money. That includes 5.5% in sales tax from the stadium along with 2.75% tax on the 130 acres of future development around the stadium. The local national sales taxes will have a similar format and a new 1% hotel motel tax in Davidson County will be added to this fund. It's amazing. Crony capitalism at its best. This is the perfect example of it. Picking winners and losers. Well, how if this is one activity where people throw this this object around, and we think it's a good idea if everybody who stays in Nashville has to pay a tax for that. That sounds like a good idea. About, I think like 11 to 12 lobbyists were hired. I interviewed uh, Greg Vidal, and I think that'll either air. I think that'll air next week. And he said that. No less than seven or eight of them came by his office, and he said, I'm not voting for it. You're wasting your time. And they're, they're the same lobbyists that are in the offices of these lawmakers day in and day out, corporate money and lobbyists. You want to do some reform? You know, closed-circuit transmission to Randy McNally or Cameron Sexton. If you really want to do some reform, instead of just protecting incumbents for the re-election campaigns, how about we deal with lobbying and the undue influence of left-leaning corporate money? up in Nashville. That would be something that would actually help. I doubt that we'll get to that. But we'll put it in front of the committees and we'll let them kill it. And uh, we'll tell you who kills it. And maybe they won't get elected the next time. Next story. A Tennessee firefighter suffering from PTSD demoted and dismissed four years before retirement. A firefighter in Columbia, Tennessee, suffering from PTSD is undergoing treatment, was first demoted and then dismissed only four years before his retirement. Roy Brooks, who served as a firefighter captain in the city of Columbia, was called in by the administration on April 11th and demoted from the rank of captain to that of firefighter for three separate incidents. Brooks told the Tennessee Conservative this was the first time he had been made aware of the two incidents. During this meeting with the administration, Brooks was made to sign a last chance agreement form that should have been effective until his retirement in an appropriate four years. Part of their agreement was Brooks to attend Employee Assistance Mental Health Program. Brooks tells us that he attended the sessions and additionally uh, uh, researched PTSD. He used some of his accrued sick leave for the next several shifts due to panic attacks that occurred the nights before as he's packing up to get ready for work. In order to deal with the issue and continue the mental health uh, sessions, Brooks acquired an additional leave time 
under FMLA. However, Brooks called the city hall again on May 26th and was dismissed from the city with benefits ending May 31st. In a nutshell, it was a sloppy process, but probably within uh, legal realms, we fought it. The city would just clean up a bit and make the same conclusion. Brooks said the situation Brooks is facing closely resembles an issue. A piece of legislation introduced into the last session of the Tennessee General Assembly was attempting to address but sank after several lawmakers and local officials spoke out concerns that the local entities that provide the benefits would be too expensive. All right. Those are your news stories, things that are happening in the state of Tennessee. So, for those of you who only want the news, you can you can tune out now because we're just going to BS here for a minute. You know, I, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, George Jones. George Jones is just a phenomenal singer. I love old country music. And I have this vivid memory uh, when I grew up uh, we lived in a little sawmill slat house with Dad. We did not have a sink uh, except in the kitchen. But the sink in the kitchen didn't have a mirror in front of it. And so when I was young, I think I was in about seventh grade, I started growing chin whiskers. Um, you know, I used to be mad because I couldn't grow them, and now I've got hair, you know, comes out here, it's coming out of my ears, it's growing on my back. It's just slowly, you know, migrating from the top of my head down to the rest of my body. And I can remember standing in front of that mirror, and I'd have to reach over, and you'd have to like use the tub water to shave. And I remember the first time I ever heard, He Stopped Loving Her Today. And I was like, that is a tragically beautiful song. And so, I've been digging into the deep cuts of George Jones. You know, I think he's the only artist to ever have a number one hit in five decades. So, I would recommend that you go to your favorite uh, song provider, Spotify, uh, Pandora, wherever you listen, and just, just type in like the Essential George Jones playlist, and maybe we could all compare notes when we come back. What do you have in store for this weekend? Let me know in the comments section. Tell me what you think about all of these stories. And um, what am I going to do? I got into, uh, this looks like monkeypox. I was bit by a monkey uh, that escaped from the Chattanooga Zoo. There was an altercation on Brainerd Road. But I'm recovering uh, from monkeypox. No, I got into some poison sumac uh, on the new place. I cut a, a quarter-mile trail around the house, and uh, apparently I wore some clothes, but not enough. And it got through there. So I've been battling that. Uh, we we're moving boxes in and out. There's about 12 people out at my house, the new house. Vehicles all over the place. It is a gigantic mud pit. They are laying sod today. So hopefully we're at the home stretch. Old old Uncle Brandon's getting a little worn out with building this house, if you cannot tell. And I hate to continue to complain about it, but it's what's on my mind, and occasionally people like to know what I'm thinking about. And that's what I am thinking about. Uh, my father-in-law is going to come to the new property and to put in doorknobs. And so I get to hang out with my dad, uh, my dad-in-law, and he's a fantastic fellow. And my wife and I are actually going to get to go out on a date Saturday night. We need it. We need it. We're stretched thin. Jill says, my plan was to sell my home in the northern Virginia swamp and move to southeast Tennessee as a retired person. It looks like your governor is as bad as uh, Virginia's rhino governor. I'm happy to have found the Tennessee Conservative Organization, but wondering if I might be going from, I can't read the rest of it, probably from going from the, the frying pan into the fire. We're not going to be as bad as Virginia because Virginia has a, a big, huge deposit of federal employees in it. Uh, which primarily shifts and lurches the state left. We don't have that, but we're headed in that direction. Corp left-leaning corporate influence 
is destroying the conservative fabric of our state. And we've got to find more subscribers uh, throughout Tennessee so that we can make people aware of what's really going on so they can vote differently. We just need different leadership. We need new leadership in Tennessee. That's, that's one of the only things that's going to fix this, and we need a better network of plugged-in conservatives, and we need more conservative media in this state. If we do that, we can fix a lot of these problems. I'm optimistic about it. I can see the path forward. We need better candidate recruitment. We need better candidate training. We need more conservative news outlets, and we need um, a few rich conservatives that that live in this state to pony up some serious money, like the liberals do. We got we got liberals from out of state that put more money into Tennessee than we have conservative wealthy folks that put money into Tennessee, and that's the truth. You can look at the campaign disclosures and see that. Jill said, I sent you a donation. Well, thank you, Jill. I appreciate that very much. We need it. We will put that money to good use. All right. For those three people that are still remaining listening to this podcast, uh, I do appreciate your support. John, say hello, John. Hello, John. That's John. John works in my office occasionally. Uh, if you go to the Tennessee Freedom Summit website, he built that. Uh, he builds websites for my other business, and he helps me in this one as well. Got a great crew. We do it. We head above our weight. We're a very small band, but uh, we look we look bigger than what we are, and that's thanks to you. Thank you for sharing our content. Thank you for interacting. Thank you for sending donations, guys. Please do sign up for the Tennessee Freedom Summit. I want to see your smiling faces there. Things happen. Special things happen when you see people in person. It really does. I'm telling you, uh, there's a magical, transformative thing that happens when humans who share similar principles, especially people of faith, gather together. That's why God commanded us to get together for the Sabbath uh, and to break bread with one another. And we need to do that. Uh, We need to do that up in Nashville. TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Get your tickets. Buy one of those sponsor tickets. Buy one of those host tickets. Uh, It would really help us uh, defray the expenses. There's no money left over when the dust settles for that ticket price. So uh, anything you could chip into the kitty, we would appreciate it. Love you. Mean it. Have a fantastic weekend. Um, You'll be hearing more from me next week. Brandon Lewis with the 10 Con Big 7. Take care.